Radio Mano Papachango. Sweet things out there. How are you doing? It's Chris Ryan coming to you from Gran Canaria, Las Palmas. I'm down in Las Palmas, which is uh, the biggest city on the island. Um, it's where the local people live as far as cities go. Uh, the, the other big communities are mainly tourist zones down south. So I'm up here in the north, and um, this is one of my favorite types of podcasts because it's completely unplanned. There was zero planning, scheduling, uh, zero figuring out of anything involved in this. I was sitting uh, in a cafe last night by the beach, watching the sunset and the pretty girls walk by and drinking a pint of Guinness, which costs half here what it does in New York or Barcelona. Another nice thing about this island. Uh, by the way, this this island apparently is very popular with digital pilgrims. Uh, digital... Oh, shit. I always call them digital pilgrims, but that's not what they're called. Digital nomads. <laughs> digital fucking nomads. I don't know why digital pilgrim just comes to me. As if they're like worshiping the spirit of technology or something. Anyway, this is a popular place with people who make a living through their laptops and uh, just want someplace great to live and cheap. And so apparently this is one of the biggest places in Europe for those sorts of folks. And I'll probably be hooking up with some of them at some point and get some of them on here to talk about how they do it. How do you do it? Anyway, I'm sitting in this uh, outdoor cafe reading The New Yorker in my um, on my iPad, and this dude walks by, and uh, he's got a big old backpack. I think I actually talk about this a little bit in the episode, but anyway, he's got this big backpack, and it's got duct tape all over it, and he's got a cute little dog with him, and I could just see... That this is a special a special guy. Uh, you just see it in his eyes right away. Interesting guy. He's on an interesting trip. And luckily, he, you know, he walked by. I didn't want to bother him or say anything. But and then he came back, and I actually turned around and thought, you know, eh, I could go say hello, introduce myself. Because my first impulse was like, I want to get buy that guy a beer, you know, buy, buy him a sandwich, whatever. He's he's obviously you know on this journey. And I could see he was looking at the beach, trying to scope out like where he could sleep on the beach without getting harassed or whatever. And um, anyway, he, he turned turned out he came back and he sat down at the table next to me and then we started chatting and uh, turned out he's every bit as interesting as I thought. And we spent the rest of the evening hanging out, talking, had some dinner um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so we got together this morning and recorded this podcast. I told him about the podcast and said how much I like talking to people who are on these adventures. And this dude is on a fucking adventure, as you're going to hear. He's been, uh, on the road for over 15 months, 16 months, something like that. And he's been walking and walking 
and walking. He walked from his hometown, which is up in France somewhere, all across the Camino de Santiago. Oh, that's probably why I said pilgrim, because it's a pilgrimage trail. Uh, so he did that, and then he just kept going, walked into Portugal, walked all the way down Portugal to Gibraltar. Um, anyway, I don't want to tell his whole story, but the, he's a serious traveler, this guy. And uh, he's also a very good ukulele player. He plays uh, sort of a flamenco style that he just... Um, uh, what's the word? He makes it up as he goes along. So you'll hear him playing. Uh, I'll play in with some of his music and I'll play out with some of his music. His name is Malith, M-A-L-I-T-H. His last name I'm not even going to try to pronounce because he's from Sri Lanka and apparently they've got some really intense names there. So if you want to look this guy up and you want to connect with him on Facebook, he's totally cool with that. Um, but instead of trying to lay it all out, uh, well, okay, I am going to lay it out for you, um, but you don't have to listen to this if you're driving or whatever and you don't want to take notes. If you go to my page, there will be a link uh, under this episode. So for those of you who want to check them out and you're not used to my page, you just get this on iTunes or whatever, go to my page, chrisryanphd.com look for the podcast button click on that then you'll see tangentially speaking click on that and this will come up and if you know you don't get to this for a few months just go back it's episode 194 or something like that one in right in there um anyway for those of you who are at a computer or want to take a note uh the place to find him is on facebook and his page is uh, his name, M-A-L-I-T-H, and then the and symbol. Uh, and then his dog's name is Isia, I-Z-I-A, World Trip. So slap all that into Facebook and you will find this guy. And, you know, if you're going to hear, he's charming, he's sweet, he's kind, he's uh, everything a world traveler should be. And so if you're out there in the world, as I know you are, and you want to let this guy crash on your couch or give him a meal, or if you're even better, if you're on a boat and you want to go across the ocean and have a really nice, trustworthy, sweet guy on the boat to help you out, get in touch with this kid. He's great. And his dog is fantastic. It's like the, it's the coolest little dog ever. Um, so anyway. Uh, that's how you get in touch with him. Now, before we get into this, I do want to say something else that I have been meaning to get to for weeks, and I, I haven't. Now, here's the story. I bought a, when Cassie and I were leaving the West Coast, whenever the hell that was, last October, November, something like that. I'm losing track of time. Anyway, we were leaving. We were going to go travel through Asia, and I looked online, and I saw this what travelers, a lot of travelers were using. Um, and one of them was um, a Tortuga backpack that was designed by travelers. I think it was originally a Kickstarter thing. So I got one of those, a big one, and Cassie got the smaller, medium-sized one. And we took off and went to Asia. And uh, Cassie's happy with hers, really happy with her. So uh, this is sort of a mixed review. I wasn't so happy with mine. Uh, I felt that I just didn't like the design and then some straps broke and it just wasn't standing up to what I needed it to do. 
So um, my lovely, overworked, underpaid assistant, Natasha, uh, she asked me about it. And I said, yeah, you know, they're broke. You know, maybe write to them and see if we can get it fixed or if they'll take a refund or whatever. And they were really cool. Uh, I sent them a photo of the broken straps and they're like, yeah, that's defective. Uh, Your call, we'll give you a new one or we'll give you your money back, whatever you want. And uh, and I decided to get my money back because I I just wasn't that impressed. And Cassie kept hers. It's fine. So then Natasha, uh, I think it was on Rogan's podcast. There was a guy on there who like... He's like a fitness trainer. I remember Rogan mentioning him to me as well. I don't remember his name, but I think he's like a fitness dude. And he just lives in hotels all over the world. He just flies around. He's always moving. And he lives out of his suitcase. And he like trains people uh, to, I don't know, what the, whatever. And so he mentioned the name of the bag he uses is from a company called Tom Bin. So Natasha looked up Tom Bin, looked at the bag, asked me if I wanted to try one of those. I said, yeah, it looks pretty good. I don't know. And she got in touch with them and she said, hey, there's this guy, Dr. Ryan. He does a podcast. He wrote this book, blah, blah, blah. How would you feel about sending him a bag? And if he likes it, he'll talk about it on his podcast. And they were like, sure. And they sent me a bag, um, you know, and they were like, you know, what color, what size, you know, what, what accessories, whatever. Uh, they sent me two bags. They sent me uh, the Aeronaut 45, which is a convertible backpack carry-on sized um, bag for clothes and your toiletries and whatever. And then they sent me um, like a briefcase computer bag called the Empire Builder. And I got to tell you, this is not an advertisement. As you know, I don't do advertisements. I, I, you know, surgically cut them out of all the podcasts starting, I don't know how long ago, two years ago, maybe. I hate, I hate advertisements because they're bullshit. But this is not an advertisement because it's not bullshit. I'm just telling you, if you're going traveling, whether it's like world traveler shit or you just need a nice bag to, you know get you to the west coast or the east coast or the north coast or the south coast seriously check these guys out the the website is tombin t-o-m-b-i-h-n.com and as i said i've got the aeronaut 45 and the empire builder they're both so well constructed the material is just like so solid the zippers are so strong so so perfectly designed the placement of the pockets and the straps and just everything is taken to like the highest level and then one or two levels beyond that that you couldn't even really have thought to add these things but once you see them you're like oh that's such a great idea um the for example the shoulder strap is of this really nice strong elastic uh, thing that it, it's like really thick wetsuit material that neoprene I don't know if it is but that's what it feels like so it fits right over your shoulder but when you walk no matter how much weight is in it it doesn't hurt your shoulder because it just sort of glides it doesn't pull your shoulder down because of the elasticity you know there's a there's a perfect perfectly placed ha- uh, handle so when you put it in the overhead bin it's right there it's it's the perfect placement it converts to a backpack, but it doesn't try to be a hiking backpack. It's never going to be a hiking backpack. 
It's but it's got really nice shoulder straps. So when you're going from the you know the plane to the taxi or whatever, it's really comfortable, no problem. Um, you know, again, it's not a hiking. It's not trying to be a hiking bag. It's a travel bag, um, and they got lots of other shit there. Anyway, they're super cool. They're very generous to me. I'm very grateful to have these bags, and I wanted you to know about them, both because honestly. I know a lot of you travel and you're probably looking and trying to figure out what to get. This shit has been Dr. Ryan tested. Yeah. And uh, and it's standing up to the challenge. And they have a lifetime warranty, too, I saw. Now, I'm not getting anything for this. I don't have any promo code for you, um, you know, other than the bags, which I already have. And um, so... And they, Natasha asked them and they're like, yeah, we don't really do promo codes and all that. So I don't know how they're going to know that you come from me, but if you decide to buy some stuff from them, uh, maybe just say, Hey, you know, Chris Ryan sent me, uh, so they know that they're getting some, something for being so cool to me. I, I really appreciate their generosity and the empire builder, they fucking sent it to me in Spain, you know? And uh, Natasha said, well, he'll pick it up next time he's in LA in six months. And they're like, no, no, we'll send it. Don't worry about it. So very cool company. They're based in Seattle, uh, all American made stuff. So you're, you know, you're helping your brothers and sisters who work at TomBin.com, T-O-M-B-I-H-N.com. That's it. I'm not going to go through any other ranting since I just put up a a rant fold ranting out my ass a couple of days ago, but I'm going to throw this one up uh, right away just because uh, it sort of fell out of the sky, and uh, and really because if there is anyone listening to this who's in Gran Canaria or in South America, Panama, uh, sailing, people on boats, whatever, get in touch with this guy. You won't be sorry. If I had a boat, I'd I'd invite him and, and Isia right on the boat because um, it. I just feel like it would be really fun to travel with this kid. All right, hope you enjoy this. This will be him playing, uh, improvising his own music. And then at the end, he'll improvise us right back out of this. So the dude's name is Malith. At least that's how I pronounce it. Uh, He's got a French accent, which you shouldn't have any trouble understanding him. His English is fine. It's great. Um, And uh, ladies and gay men. He's not gay as far as I know, uh, but... uh, if you like beautiful men, check him out. Check him out on my webpage. He's a, he's a very exotic, beautiful-looking guy. Okay, hope you enjoy this. Hope everything's going great wherever you are. I'm getting a lot of work done on Civilized to Death, finally. I realize I need to be on some remote island to get shit done these days. So every book I write, I think I'm just going to pick a different island in the world and go write it there. Um, anyway, I'm getting shit done. So that'll be out probably early next year. Um, so I hope you haven't lost all interest after hearing about it for so long. (laughs) I was afraid I was going to lose all interest, but it's fun. It's, I'm getting a lot done and, and I like the way it's shaping up and yeah, there's, uh, there's some pretty explosive shit in there. Although explosive shit probably isn't the phrase I want to use talking about my own work. All right. Thanks for listening to this. I hope you enjoy it. Take care.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Christopher Ryan coming to you live-ish from what's called a cala, which is like a little inlet on the coast of Gran Canaria. I'm down here in Las Palmas. Last night I was having a pint of Guinness at a seaside cafe, reading The New Yorker in my iPad like a true 21st century gentleman. and. A young guy walked by with a little cute ass little dog and a big beat to shit backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked up and I looked in his eyes and I saw, okay, this guy, he's not a homeless dude. This is a traveler. This guy's on some kind of an interesting journey. And lo and behold, he came and sat down at the table next to me and ordered a beer and we started chatting and here he is. What the hell is your name? Malitz. Malitz. <laughs> Malitz, yeah. He's got the most complicated name of any guest yeah, I've ever had on this podcast. Complicated. Because you're Sri Lankan. You're born in Sri Lanka, so your name born, is Sri Lankan, right? Yeah, my, uh, I was born in Sri Lanka. Mm. I live uh, three, years, three years there, and after I come in France with uh, my mother. Right. Yeah. And your mother's Sri Lankan as well? Yeah, my, yeah. my both parents are oh, Sri Lankan, right. yeah. And your dad was uh, an illegal immigrant yeah. into France. He coming in France, yeah. People Before who steal we... jobs from all us good white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your dog's about to eat oh. your lighter, I think. Oh. Uh oh. You don't want to eat a lighter. Yeah. Easier. 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 Who you found in Portugal? I found there yeah, in yeah. Portugal in some uh, hostel for pilgrims when I was working there. So um, last night you told me we're gonna we're gonna repeat some of our conversation yeah, sure, from sure. last night for the folks here. Um, but you you were <laughs> from Central France near Lyon. I'm from, no, I'm from Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Uh, I, ah, okay. I studying in, I was studying in Strasbourg, but I uh, wound up in uh, Mulhouse. It's a border of Germany. And what uh, were you studying? I was studying uh, art school, uh, design school. Ah, yeah, okay. but I left uh, after. Two years I left my uh, design school, yeah. And why'd you leave? Uh, for do my dream. <laughs> and your dream yeah. was to travel? Yeah, to travel the world. So it's always, like, since you were a kid, this has been your dream? Yeah, 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 it was a very big dream. Since I'm a kid, I always, when I was, when I was a child, I told to my uh, teacher I want to be uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so was the anthropology or archaeology part or just the travel no, part? No, the travel part. I used uh, watch a lot of movies and... Uh, yeah. For me, traveling is one of the best things. <laughs> if you hear a giant explosion, ladies and gentlemen, it's because a tiny little dog is chewing on a lighter. <laughs> there will be, be a picture of these two on my website. So if you want to see who we're hanging out with here, including like the cutest little dog ever with one erect ear and one, one lazy ear, that's a great dog. Uh, okay, so you, uh, you've always wanted to travel. Now, do you, yep. is that because you think that you, I mean, in your first three years, you were born on one side of the earth and now you're in another part. Yeah. So like travel's always been there in you. Uh, I think, yeah, and I also, since I'm a child, I, uh, I always like to go in mountains and forests to just alone, you know, to... Ah, right. Yeah, so it was really inside me. Uh, right. Did your parents speak, uh, <laughs> what, what language, Tamil? What, what language? Uh, it's a single. 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 Yeah. Did they speak it at home? Yes, I speak also a little bit, but it's a mix of French and singular. I don't speak very good singular, so uh -huh. yeah. And uh, my parents speak the both. They speak singular, and some of are two different languages in Sri Lanka. Right. It was a war because of that also. Yeah. yeah. 
And did you, a war because of that? Sorry? Did you say there was a war because yeah, of yeah, yeah. in Sri Lanka because the two cultures, yeah, the Tamil yeah, yeah. and Tamil the... and Sangala are right. the, like a kind of war. Yeah. Right, yeah. 30 years of war, something like this. Really nasty war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, when you were when you were growing up in France, did you were you did you feel the racism? Did were you separate? Mm, not really, actually, not not so much. I I don't have a bad memory like this when I was norm. Not some kind of racism. Not not something what what marked me. Yeah. Maybe I'm not uh, very uh, sensitive at that. I don't know. Right. I I think I was born in Sri Lanka, but I think I'm very French. You know, but yeah. my heart is French. Yeah. Huh. So you feel French, you don't feel I, I, the isolation. I, I know my, uh, my roots, right. uh, I know where is my roots, but right. uh, I think my heart is in France. Yeah. Did you have, what's your religious background, if any? Uh, Christianism. Christian, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, so, yeah. I had this uh, education, Christianist education. Right. But I think now it's, I, I, I don't think I can consider me like a Christian. I yeah. think I am kind of my own religion, you know, it's yeah. like Gandhi said, uh, there are lot of different religions, like there are a lot of different people, it's, uh, I think uh, everybody has his own religion, yeah. idea. Yeah, I think you're right. I always think of religions as like paths up a mountain. Yeah. And the good ones, they all go to the top anyway. It doesn't matter which path you take, yeah. you know, it's all going to where you can see further. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in, in Sri Lanka there are a lot of Buddhists, I think. Yeah, it's majority, majority uh, Buddhist. And uh, they are Muslim, Christian, yeah. uh, Jew also. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Jews, but uh, I, I know there are a lot of different religions. Yeah, there. I know there used to be. I was When I was traveling uh, down the western coast of India, yeah. I went to a place called, well, we started in Goa, which yeah. was Portuguese colony, you know. <coughs> there was a lot of Christians there and people with Portuguese names, you know, yeah, Alvaro yeah. and all these like really... Yeah, my, my family name is Kyokula Surya Fernando. Oh, like, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, so you felt it too. Yeah, and we went to a place called Cochin, beautiful yeah. old port city. And I was walking around, and there was a sign with an arrow that said Jewtown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jewtown. Yeah. All right, what are you doing over there? Dogs sniffing my bag. Yeah. Stitching some food. Ah, uh, she's looking for some food. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, I imagine you growing up, people must have thought you were North African. A lot your, of people your skin's think, uh, brown, yeah, like yeah. you could be Tunisian or Moroccan or something. Yeah, since I have my drug looks, uh, everybody think I'm from uh, Caribbean or... Uh, um, yeah, you look kind of Rasta. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, my color is also very white for English, it's yeah. Sri Lanka people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're normally really dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tamil yeah. and yeah. this down there. Yeah. So you, you're 23 now. 23. So you dropped out of art school. How old were you when you said, okay, fuck it, I'm going to go travel? Uh, I started my travel uh, when I was 22. I started uh, 15 May of 2015. Ah, uh, so you're a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. More than one year now. And you, so tell me about the day the day you put on your backpack and started walking. Yeah. Because this is the thing, this guy, ladies and gentlemen, this guy walked from his little town in France, Camino de Santiago. Camino de Santiago, uh, Camino Portugues. And then all the way down Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's t more or less 3,500 kilometers. Right. By foot, yeah. By foot. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so tell me about that day. I'm sure you remember it. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the day I, you're like, okay, <laughs> and you took the first step. What, what was that day? Yeah. 
the day when I was moving, I, uh, uh, it was very, uh, uh, very uh, strong because uh, I said goodbye to my mother. She started to cry, and I was very uh, full of emotion, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And I uh, just put my bag and uh, say goodbye to my house, my friend, and everything. I make a big party with my friend just before, <laughs> like, uh, and just go. <laughs> and how long did it take you until you felt like this is my life now? Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah, I, because sometimes like I remember on trips like this, I never walked as far as you, mm -hmm. but I did long hitchhiking and things. And I remember like the first day, two days, three days is still new and strange. And then there's yeah. a moment where I'm like, ah, okay, now this is my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see what you mean. It's really... Um uh, since I was 17, I, at, at 17 I did already uh, Santiago de Compostela. It was my first ah, travel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but, but I only walked uh, 1,600 this time. When I was 17, I was very young and just uh, don't know what was that and uh, just discovered this. And yeah. I, I feel really uh, strange uh, emotion and sens sensation you can have. Uh, so since this time, five years after, uh, at the first, when I was 17, I say I want to make the world trip this time. But I had some problems, I had to come back. And finally, it was. Uh, uh, I, I was still saying, um, um, I want to make my world my world trip. So five years after, I just decided, right, this is the right moment. Everything is good for me. I have the, I, I have the good occasion. I, maybe I will not have this occasion again after. So it's the right moment. I have to go. If I don't go now, I will never go. Yeah. So I just decided that. Yeah. And did you have a, a girlfriend you had to say goodbye to? Uh, I had a girlfriend, yeah. 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 <laughs> I left her in France, and, uh, but we're still in good contact. Ah, yeah, yeah, very good contact. Good. So she, she was okay, <laughs> she understood? Yeah, yeah, she understood. We, we uh, split very uh, friendly, uh, we're still in a very friendly relationship. And, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's difficult saying goodbye. Yeah, to cut everything, to say goodbye to your friend, to your family, and you love. It's very uh, something very strong. But I think my love of traveling is more strong than this. So yeah. Well, as we were talking about last night, in in one sense, you're very lucky because it's easy for you to stay in contact with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> when I said like, goodbye, it was like, you know. Yeah, I, I always skyping my family, you know, my mom right. and everything. It's, yeah. I try to always give news and. Uh, yeah, and my friend also, I talked a lot with them. Right. So what time of year was it? May, you said. It was, it was May when you left. Uh, 15th May. 15th of middle of May. 15, yeah. And uh, do you remember what phase the moon was? When the phase, what? The, the moon, was it the full? Remember, you know? no, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is very interested in the moon. Yeah. She's always like, oh, it's a new moon. This yeah. is good. Yeah, it's good, for, yeah. good to begin. Or she only cuts her hair at a certain phase of the moon. Yeah. She's very into that stuff. <laughs> But yeah. I remember when I took the decision to go, it was, uh, I, I don't remember, a few months ago, before to, uh, the 15th May, yeah. and I, I was drunk, I just this, uh, was talking with a very old guy and uh, was a traveler also, I just had this uh, tack, you yeah. know, like in my head, uh, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was, uh, yeah. Some yeah. people say never, never take a decision when you're drunk, but uh, <laughs> for me, for a moment, it's my best decision ever, you know? That's funny. I, I, I had a woman on this podcast a while ago who I think I told you last night who walked this trail in America yeah, all the Pacific way. Trail, yeah. she, that was a guy, but she did the other end, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. It's the same, very long. And, and she told a story. She was in New Orleans 
and she'd taken some LSD with her friends. Yeah. And they were in the streets and listening to some music, whatever. And um, a couple started ch talking with them, and she had this very deep connection with this guy. Yeah. And that was her moment. Yeah. And he was drunk, and she was tripping from LSD, <laughs> and she was like, that's it. I yeah, have to go. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. And like, it was so clear. Yeah. The next morning she woke up and it was like, everything's different now. Yeah, I know yeah. what I need to do. And yeah. she did. It like, like this for me. Yeah, so it's uh, great. Yeah. So, hey, you know, drunk inspiration is still inspiration, <laughs> right? True. Yeah. That's great. Whoa, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. about to get washed away. Yeah, if there's a <laughs> sudden interruption in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, that's me being washed out to sea. <laughs> this is great here. Um, so, okay, so you, you set off, you start walking, it's May. <laughs> did you cross the Pyrenees or did you go yeah, along the uh, ocean? No, I crossed the Pyrenees. Uh, it's uh, one pass I call uh, Le Col de Roncevaux. Uh -huh. It's uh, it's go at uh, 1,500 meters. You have to climb 700 meters, something like this. Yeah. It was, was one of the most beautiful uh, uh, landscape I saw. Yeah, yeah. it was... Uh, I really like Pyrenees also. I really like Montserrat and everything. Yeah, the Pyrenees are fantastic. <coughs> I'm just moving this. Um, yeah, I've, I've uh, hiked a lot in the Pyrenees and driven around. It's really nice. So you, you cross the Pyrenees and then you're walking down through Rioja, yeah. Pamplona, along Yeah, Madrid. Pamplona, Burgos, Leon. This is the big city of, uh, of the Camino de Camino Frances. In uh, Camino de there are two different ways. Camino uh -huh. del Norte, Camino Frances. Right. Most famous one is the Camino Frances. It's taken by most of the people. It's called Camino Frances because a lot of French people take this way. Right. And uh, yeah, I meet a lot of people there. And, so what kind of people are walking the, the Camino? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's really a uh, lot of difference. It's, uh, people usually think it's a lot of Christian people and make that for religious, but I think I met more people who are searching more kind of different spirituality, just spiritual, not in religion's case, you know? Right. And um, They just want to get away from the world yeah, and yeah, think and, and... Think about themselves. Right. Some other people just do stuff for the sportive uh, way, for the sportive side of the... Uh, just to get in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And other people just like uh, like me, like uh, want to traveling and uh -huh. uh, see something different. And I think Camino Santiago is a very nice start, you know? For start a big travel, it's uh, like a good uh, jumping. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's probably, you know, physically you can go as fast or as slow as you want. So your yeah, body yeah, adjusts yeah. gradually. <laughs> yeah. You have a place to sleep most nights. You have the, the hostels at the end. Yeah, hostel, but um, I didn't sleep no, I didn't sleep a lot in the hostel. I have my tents and I never had problem to put my tents. If you want to sleep in the hostel, you need the minimum money, you know. It's, right. it's very cheap there in Spain. It's right. like five euros you can sleep. Uh, right. But you're living, you told me last night, you're living on about one euro a day. Yeah. Were you exaggerating? <laughs> really, it, was it? My, it was my plan at first, but uh, mm -hmm. finally, you know, it's like, uh, you can't really do that because sometimes you, you take uh, five euros a day and sometimes you don't, you don't take nothing, you know, right. so it's very complicated to, right. I just do by feeling and, uh, right. you know, I get, my I get my ukulele to make money, so I can't really keep this. Uh, right. But at first, I, uh, uh, my project was to do that, one euro by day. Right. So you play your ukulele when you're in a town, 
Yeah. Uh, and and you make some money from that. How how much like do you have any idea? Like what do you what do you get if you play yeah, for a couple of hours? Actually, that depends so much. It's a so different place, you know. And uh, that depends of people, of the weather, and yeah. of the motion of the people, you know. It's a uh, one time in Gibraltar, it was the most uh, is the best place I ever saw. It's uh, I get I win uh, um, two. 200 euros in three days. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it's different. Really. Sometimes I just play six hours with a, with a two euros, you know, and sometimes I can get uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's very uh, uh, aleatory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's very variable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay, so because everyone always says to me like, well, how, how I want to travel, but I don't know how can I how can I support myself? How can I make money? Well. If you play ukulele, <laughs> if you know to play some music, but you know, there are a lot of different ways to make money. I meet a traveler also who was just uh, making cookies. Making <laughs> cookies. He wasn't was yeah. selling. He was. Uh, he had a flavor and everything in his bag. He just asked in the restaurant if I can use uh, the oven. No for a few hours. He make a lot of cookies and he go in the street. He sells his cookie like this. Really? Yeah. It was. A, it was a Swedish guy. Yeah. Were the cookies good? Huh? Are they good? Did I didn't you? try it. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they had some marijuana in them or something. Huh? I hope they had marijuana in them. Ma yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to sell cookies, slip in some marijuana for sure. So yeah, you just yeah. need to be, a, uh, I think, debrouillard. I don't know how to say in English. Uh, resourceful. Yeah, resourceful to... Uh, yeah. You. There's always a way. Always a way. And the funny thing is, you, you might not know, you might not see it. You know, like we're standing here, people can't see where we are, but we're standing here, there's a rock uh, outcropping right in front of us and waves crashing around on one side. There's stuff on the other side of that, but we can't see it until we walk out there and yeah. look, right? And I think a lot of people, they want to see the whole path before they start walking. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. You start walking and then you see, oh, there are all these opportunities and you meet someone who makes yeah. cookies and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> I know how to make cookies, you know? And then it, you, find, you find things that you wouldn't have been able to see from home. Yeah. I got a really beautiful email a couple days ago. In fact, I'll try to remember. This is a reminder to myself to find the email and read it in the intro. Uh, from a guy who was listening to the podcast and yep. I was talking to someone like you who traveled a lot, you know, and he quit his job and he left and he wrote to me uh, exactly one year after he left. Yep. And he said, I remember one line he said was, this has been the best 365 days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and he had been all over, I think, you know, he's, he's older than you. He probably said he spent... I think it was ten or twelve thousand dollars in a year, and he was like, you know, living it up. Yeah, you, yeah. you can travel on a lot less than that. So okay, so you meet these people on the Camino, all different kinds of people. You know, one thing I sort of imagine, and maybe it's because it's it's one of the times that I imagine myself doing something like that would be at a very difficult moment in my life when someone important died or yeah. something you know hurt me and i just wanted to get away and yeah, think yeah, yeah. and do you meet people like that did you have any of these sorts of encounters yeah yeah, yeah. i meet some people who just uh, after the death or I, I meet a woman who, who had a mother who uh, died yeah and she just makes the traveling after that yeah 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 i think uh, a death can change a, really, a lot of your mind, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's counterintuitive in, in some ways. You know, people think, well, when you're suffering, you want to be around your friends and yeah, they help yeah, you yeah. and all that. I feel like I, I need to be yeah, alone. Yeah, you need to be alone. I think uh, yeah. it's a good support, but yeah, some people, I like to say, prefer to escape, you know, and yeah. clean his head. And yeah, I always... I always think about animals, how you see so many animals, but you see very few dead animals. You know, like they go, a lot of animals, cats, some dogs, different, they, they like to go somewhere when they feel they're going to die, they like to go and hide. Yeah. And I kind of feel that way <clears throat> myself. When things feel bad, I just want to go hide yeah. and not bother anyone and not have anyone try to make me feel better yeah. and like, yeah. For me it's different. I, uh I, I go away to live, not to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, they're both. I mean, they're, they're, it's the same thing, right? It's the same process. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I hear you. So, uh, okay, let's, let's bring it up a little bit. So, uh, yeah, after Santiago, yeah, yeah. yeah, I arrive at Santiago, I stay uh, one month there yeah. in some different community. Because uh -huh. uh, um, my red line of my travel is also to meet, uh, to visit a lot of different communities. And, uh, right try to see how it's work, or which kind of system it is, I'm moving also, I did a lot. And it's very interesting and so so different kind of communities, you know. It's, uh, so when, when you say communities, um, <clears throat> what you're talking about are intentional communities or some people in English would say communes, is places where people have come together to live in a special way, mm. to get away from the normal yeah. bullshit world, they're growing yeah, yeah. their own that, food, uh, they have what passive energy they're doing solar and actually the, i think the most uh, priority of this kind of communities is try to escape from the society you know right they to this like you said they see a lot of bullshit like uh, yeah and they don't want to uh, be part of this uh, right this problem you know so they try to uh, create something different how to see how it can work and uh, yeah by uh, permaculture by uh, Solar energy, the construction, clay building, ecological construction, recycling, they make a very beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel like, like this is something that's growing now or is it, uh, because in the 60s, obviously, yeah. 60s and 70s, it was growing. Yeah. And then it felt like uh, it sort of died yeah. and there were fewer. I get the feeling now it's growing Yeah, again. yeah it's growing. To, uh, it's totally true. It's growing a lot. And, in Portugal, like I saw, like 50 different communities. You know, it's very. Uh, and are they very international or mostly Portuguese? No, people? it's very international. A lot of people uh, in Portugal. There are a lot of German people actually who uh, who buy a land and try to uh, to invite other people. A mm. lot of travelers going to this community finally decide to live there. Right. And uh, like, have, uh, are they are they like religious? Are there you know gurus and some guy with a big ego who's fucking all the girls? Is there a lot of that happening? <laughs> there are some. I I, I I meet some communities like this, but uh, most of the community are very um, uh, anti-religious. You know, like try to to avoid this this uh, this religion side. You know, yeah. And also apolitics. They don't. I, I don't know if you can really say a politic because uh, to want to go out of society is kind of... Uh, it's political, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, see, this is one of the things that I think is cool about what's happening now is that it's the same energy. I mean, we're sitting here watching these waves come and go and come and go, and I feel like history is the same, mm. right? There's progressive energy that comes, and 
and it moves in a little more like the tide, but then it rolls back out, yeah. but it's slowly each time it goes a little further. And what I feel like is that now what's happening, a lot of it is going to be better because they learn from the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, 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 and yeah, one yeah. of those it's things true. is like, don't be religious. Mm. It's not about religion and te telling you what to believe. It's <laughs> about how we live. I always said it's like uh, hippies, communities, but actually it's not. They don't want to be uh, hippies, you know. They're very, uh, most of the people who make communities who was traveler before, you know. Right. So they try to keep this uh, energy, this mentality of traveler. And, uh, right. Yeah, and then they get the same energy from people like you who come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought that when I was traveling, like someday I would love to, you know, maybe have a little restaurant in Kathmandu or something. Yeah. And so travelers are, I'm not moving, but the movement is still there in my yeah. life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you ever, did you get to any of those and think, oh, I just want to stay here forever? Uh, I already, uh, I already thought about that, but uh, I, 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 I try to keep my uh, my mind on my travel. You know, I yeah. really want to see the world before. Right. My project is really to travel five years, and after I come back in France, and maybe yeah. after I will I will uh, decide to live in some communities. Right. But I really want to uh, to travel the world before to choose one place. You know. Right. To see all the world, and after. Right. Okay. So you're so you go down to Gibraltar, and <coughs> from Gibraltar, what was the plan? So you've walked a year. You've fucking walked a year. You yeah, went all yeah. the way from France down to Gibraltar, yeah. which, by the way, is where uh, Spain almost touches Morocco. Yeah. And what's the, the Straits of Gibraltar, very famous. Yeah. Actually, the guy whose house I was living in yeah. until two days ago up on the mountain, he's a marine biologist who studies the tides, the, the movement of the currents yeah. through the Straits of Gibraltar. This is his specialization. <laughs> He's one of the world's experts in, yeah. in what happens in the underwater there in Gibraltar. So you're in Gibraltar and you're hanging out and your plan was what, Senegal or something? Yeah, my first plan actually, my very first plan was uh, to cross Morocco. From oh. Morocco, passed to Mauritania. Ah, right. But I right. had a lot of problems with visa and everything. Uh -huh. So finally, and also trouble in Morocco. So I decided to come back in Spain. Right. And um, yeah, and you hated that. Huh? You told me last night you didn't like that to come back. Yeah, yeah. Like for a, me, it's a shame, you know, to yeah, <laughs> to yeah. go back is like yeah. Yeah. You want to move forward? I, I understand. So yeah, that. it was very. Uh, when I was back in Spain, I was very uh, bad uh, feeling, you know. Yeah. And. Um, Finally, uh, just uh, I meet this guy, uh, an Irish uh, traveler, on the street. I was playing ukulele, and he told me about uh, yeah, he knows some. Uh, he told me about uh, a Swedish couple who was uh, who have a catamaran, a very big one, yeah. and uh, who want to go to uh, Canaries, to uh, Canaries. And I just uh, I was with him, and uh, we go to meet this uh, this couple. Were they looking for crew, or, or? yeah, they, they was looking for crews. And uh, and had, do you have any experience on boats? No, never. But so <laughs> <laughs> I just arrived and talked with them very uh -huh. friendly, and uh, we had a very big conversation because uh, uh, I asked them if it's possible for the dog also, and uh -huh. they was very not agree. Uh, they was very uh, yeah. clearly no, it's not possible. It's, right. uh, so I, I, I try a lot, I, I talk a lot with them and... Uh, you had the dog with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they met the dog? Yeah, and they saw the dog and uh, she fell in love. Ah, <laughs> so finally she, uh, she, she let me take the dog with me. Yeah. And uh, after a very hard conversation, you know, like... Uh, um, and after... So finally we take the boats, we five days of... Uh, 
Well, tell me more about the hard conversation. What kinds of yeah, things did they want it, to talk about? Yeah, they just ask if I have any experience. I say no and everything. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, did the Irish guy have experience? No, no, he, <laughs> not, not at all also. But, so you uh, pick up these two guys who yeah. don't know anything about boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're going across the ocean. Yeah, for five days in the high uh, ice crazy, and, man. Uh, <laughs> and it was very, very nice because uh, the couple was amazing. They was very friendly So they just told you what to do, like pull yeah, that yeah, rope yeah, and yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, it was, yeah. But actually, we didn't have a lot of work. We was, uh, uh, you know, we, d we can't drive the boats. But uh, we was making the kitchen, cooking, ah, okay. and uh, cleaning also. So right. it was some kind of change, you know. Right. Uh, so, so they just asked for participation for the food. For finally, for five days, I pay uh, 20 euros of boats in. Uh, <laughs> Were you guys fishing? Yeah, we was fishing a lot of uh, uh, kind of uh, small atun. Uh, tuna. Uh, tuna. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And I so made, five we made days. sushi with that. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. Five days crossing the open yeah. ocean. Yeah, yeah. Did you get sick? Uh, Did you vomit? Uh, not not vomit, but I had a, a headache. Headache. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The first two days, but after you know, it's after I get sick when I was in uh, back in the land. <laughs> yeah. Because also you know. Yeah. Did they have marijuana? No, no, they don't. Uh, That's too bad. Marijuana is the best thing for seasick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, okay. So that's your first time on a boat. You were going from Gibraltar to... To Canaries, to, to Lanzarote. To Lanzarote. Yeah, wow, that's days. a hell of a trip, man. Yeah, well, that's, for me it was magic. It was uh, yeah. incredible. You know, see nothing else than the yeah. water. And How big was the boat? Oh, I think uh, 15 meters. 15 meters, yeah. so that's about 50 feet. Yeah, yeah. it's a catamaran. So catamaran, two, yeah, with the two... Uh, one sail or two yeah, sails? One Two sails. Two sails. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's nice. And you, you slept up on the deck, or you sleep down below? No, I, I I had my uh, room a, with a Irish guy. Uh, we were sharing this room. Right. But uh, some nights we sleep in the on the boat uh, outside. Were there hammocks? Uh, yeah, there's a hammock. Oh, yeah. that's my favorite. Yeah. A hammock on a boat <laughs> is fucking heaven. <laughs> yeah. That's the boat's moving, the ocean's moving, the hammocks shifting. Yeah. It's just like fuck. And yeah. The dog was very happy also. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Finally, uh, the couple was not agree at the start. Finally, really fell uh, fell down in love with my dog, and they want to uh, adopt a dog also. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. At the end, because uh, <laughs> I really good trainer to. Uh, to make a, a poo, uh, poop and uh, pee ah. inside the box, you know. Ah, she, right. she was very clean and... Uh, like a cat, that's yeah, great. Yeah, like a cat, yeah. <laughs> did you just train her to do that on the boat or yeah, did she already know? I, I trained her to make in the boat uh, like no this. Kidding. So I, I saw last night that you, the, the way you interact with her, you're very good with this. Have you, you've had other animals in your no, life? No, never, my first dog. No and, kidding. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had a dog, but uh, it was not really my dog. Yeah. More my sister's dog. Right. But I don't have really uh, memories about that. But uh, it's my really first animals. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. I thought you, I, I, you're like almost like a professional dog trainer, <laughs> the way you, <laughs> seriously, like when you gave her the food, you, you were like, oh, not yet. And you yeah. made her wait and she's looking at you for instructions and yeah. you had her turn around and bark a little and give you her hand and <laughs> but you know when you're traveling with a dog it's you have to be very careful with everything because yeah. uh, so I, I, I have to train her good because uh, yeah. if not it will be a very big inconvenient for yeah. my travel yeah so and I every time with her you know it's not like a dog you let in the house and you go to work she's always with me she sleep almost with me right so it's a, we have a very strong relation together yeah. and uh, 
she's lying behind you right now with yeah. her back right up against you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so you, I imagine on the boat, like lying out there at night and looking at stars. Yeah. yeah it's like the best ever, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's really no light. One of the, my best memory for moments, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, you land in Lanzarote and you're hanging out there a little bit and then you took what, the ferry here to Gran Canaria? Yeah, I was hiking around Lanzarote uh -huh. to the south and after I take the ferry for uh, Fuerteventura. There I visit a little bit around. I, um, a woman just died there a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, I was in Fuerteventura a lot and there's a beach we went down to in the south. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like a big beach and there's nothing there. It's Costa just, Calma? Maybe? I don't remember what it's called, but but later I, I was swimming there yeah. and there was no one. It's this big beach and big waves <laughs> crashing in. It's on the west coast, southwest coast. And um, and then later I told someone, you know, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, I went to this beach, I was swimming and they were like, ooh, fuck man, that <laughs> beach is really dangerous. Yeah. There are all these undertoes and currents and like, oh, they, you know, I could see their face like shit, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And just yesterday, I was reading the paper, and a 34-year-old Italian woman wow. disappeared. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I've, I, I felt it that day I, when I, I was swimming a little, and it's like, fuck, yeah. no, no, this is strong, <laughs> man. I'm getting I, out of here. I don't know how to swim, so I don't go to. Oh, seriously, you don't know how to <laughs> no, swim. I, I'm not, what a I, shitty boat guy you are, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. very bad swimmer. So I can't believe those people took you. You can't swim. You have no experience. You have a fucking dog. Like, worst possible applicant. But yeah. you don't need to done that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. I'm glad they glad they went for it. So there, what are they doing? Are they just hanging out here, or are they going on a world trip as well? They they uh, they was a uh, the. They are a Swiss couple yeah. who was working in Switzerland uh -huh. and uh, they, sold, uh, they sell everything to buy a boat right. and to uh, go around the world with this boat. And, uh, uh, that's great. How the, old are they? I think uh, 50, yeah, Fucking 50, old, really old, <laughs> But very young, uh, mentally, it's yeah. uh, very friendly and we, uh, we get drunk together, yeah. it was very nice, you know. That's cool. <laughs> no, I was joking when I said they were old. Don't agree with me. Don't agree with me, man. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so they're going around the world. Maybe you'll hook up with them again somewhere. Maybe. That'd be cool, in the South it, Pacific or something. No, they are gone for Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah. They're crossing the Atlantic? They are now in the sea. Really? Yeah. Ah. I keep contact with them. Did you think about going with them? Uh, no, I, I really think to stay here to visit a little bit uh, uh, Canaries. Yeah. Yeah, so... I will wait October to find the boats to maybe Cap Verde first and after from Cap Verde Caribbean. Right. Mm. So okay, so you're you're hoping to find a boat that will take you and your dog and your your inability to swim across the Atlantic. <laughs> which <laughs> will be funny. <laughs> well now you have experience. Yeah. At yeah, least yeah. you have experience. No, <laughs> you can say that. You should get a letter from those people like saying, Hey, he's yeah. cool, the dog's cool. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so then you're going to go to the Caribbean, and what, what is it that you want to see there? Is it a particular place? Or? Uh, actually, I don't know. I just want to go to the Caribbean because it's like uh, go pirates, you know. Right, right. <laughs> no, my, my project was also to go to South America, so right. Caribbean is the first day before South America. Right. So maybe stay a few months in Caribbean also to visit around and 
after South America. What, any particular destinations in South America? I would like to visit uh, Peru and Bolivia. Yeah. yeah. I visit uh, Mexico also, can be very nice. I don't know what about visa, I have to check everything, but... Uh, and maybe from Panama, you know, find a boat from the other side to cross the Pacific to uh -huh. uh, Australia. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I will see. Yeah. I don't really plan uh, before, yeah. you know, so just go by fleeing. And well, that's the that's beauty it. of it. If you meet some really cool people <laughs> who are going to Easter Island, then fuck, yeah. go to Easter Island, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like I said, uh, I, I don't really have planned. I just know one thing. I have five years for traveling. Yeah. I, in five years, I can do it. I can go where I want. That's funny. My yeah. plan was, uh, people have heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but basically when I was 20, yeah. uh, I, had a, I was supposed to go to graduate school and I had yeah. the whole thing planned out, you know? Yeah. But I, I had one year, like a, an opening, yeah. kind of like you, and I was like, okay, this is the moment. I need to go now <laughs> or I'll never go. So I went to Alaska because I wanted to see the, the frontier. You know, the edge of civilization. I yep. wanted to get this far out. So I went to Alaska. I had all these experiences, hitchhiking, and I went to prison, and all this crazy shit happened. Yep. And after that, I thought, whoa, fuck, no, no grad school, change of plans. Yeah. But I gave myself 10 years. Yeah. I said, until I'm 30, I was 20 then. I said, until I'm 30, I'm just going to travel and, yep. and see what happens and all that. It ended up being more like 20 years. Mm -hmm. So maybe your five years, be careful. <laughs> yeah, huh? No, I really want to keep this because uh, I, I really want to keep my project, you know, to go five years and come back in France. I really want to keep this. Yeah. Mm. Very important for me. Well, good. I hope it works. So you want to go to South America, then you want to go to, to Australia and then I guess Asia and just keep cruising. Yeah. Passed by Sri Lanka also. Yeah, that'll be really Maybe, you know, yeah, some, something can be very nice. It's, uh, it's called La Route de la Soie. It's a way from uh, Turkey, uh, Istanbul, to Pekin. To where? To Pekin. Pekin. Pekin in China. Ah, Pekin China, in China yeah, yeah. And uh, some people do that by car, by bicycle. Yeah. And uh, one guy did it by foot. He took, uh, I, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I won't maybe make a this trip also. Yeah, there's, there's also a train that goes from Beijing to Budapest, mm. the Trans-Siberian Railroad. I, yeah. I was going to do that at one point. I, was, I had this big plan to go to, uh, to Burma when the, the generals lost the government. Yeah. And I was just waiting because the An Yun Sung Shi, who was the independence woman in Burma, uh, she just won the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. This was like 1988, 9, something like that. And I saw, and there were all these companies were taking their money out. I said, okay, so this government is going to fall. Yeah, yeah. And when it falls, I'm going to take the Trans-Siberian from Budapest to Beijing and then go to Burma. Yeah. And I'll be one of the first English teachers. Okay. Because Burma was cut it's from the world yeah, yeah. For, since World War II. And uh, so I got my English teaching certificate and mm -hmm. prepared everything. I came to Spain. I was just waiting and waiting. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Fucking generals, man. They just, she finally just became the, the leader of the government like yeah. two months ago. Oh. And that was in 1989. I've been yeah. waiting. Now, fuck it, it's too late. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. So what, what, do you, what do you know now that you didn't know? What do you know that you didn't know two, a year ago, a year and a half ago? Uh, you what left? I learned in my travel. Yeah, how are you different? Oh, <laughs> so much. Yeah? Yeah, I learned, I, I learned a lot of things. And uh, 
I think the most uh, the most big thing I learned is uh, to be uh, very autonomous, you know, uh, to, to be independent. Yeah, to be independent, to try to débrouillardise. We call that in French. It's débrouillardise. It's um, uh, I don't know how to say in English. <laughs> it's uh, do it by yourself. To you know? take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I know. I learn a lot about uh, white plants. You know, I uh, I get a lot of book about uh, what you can eat in the wild, how you can uh, filter the water. That's how right, because you you're like, whoa! There comes the wave. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you're eating like you said. You have hunting things and fishing yeah, things yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, I fishing sometimes. I, I I have a slingshot to hunt, but I didn't use it. Uh, really, uh, you know. Wrist rocket with a yeah, it's a, a brace. Yeah, it's yeah, really, those are good. Very nice. Yeah, but uh, I didn't use it because I never need it. Actually, I always try to. I always find other solution to it. Right. What What would you hunt with that? Rabbits? You can eat. Uh, you cannot birds, kind of uh, wild pigeons, or rabbits also. Yeah. But with fish, it's large enough, you know. It's uh, and with white plants, you have everything you need. <laughs> if you know how to recognize what you can eat, it's very good. Yeah, I've had people on the podcast who are specialists in that. Yeah, yeah rewilding. Uh, Daniel Vitalis, he's a specialist in uh, wild plants and uh, you know ways to live wild. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like also the. Extra special exercises and movements and the herbs and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This is something very nice to know when you're traveling because uh, sometimes you can pass one week without so nobody in the mountain, you know. So yeah, it's very really useful to know that. Uh, <laughs> do you have like a camping stove or how do you? Cook? Um, I have some uh, cooking stuff and everything. But I I don't have a gas bottle, so but I, a I just make a little fire. Yeah. I made something to put my uh, my casserole on. Right. And uh, I eat like that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yesterday you said you hadn't eaten anything all day. Do you pass a lot of days without eating? I, it's already happened sometimes, you know. I, I think it's happened more in the, when I am in the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's less. When I'm in the wild, I, I always try to find, I always find something to eat. But uh, when I'm in the urban place, you know, it's more hard. When you can't play guitar to get money, you have right. to find those solutions. Sometimes you just pass one day without eating. But right. Anyway, it's... And what, have you had problems? Have you been sick or been hurt or been uh, robbed or like... Yeah, I, I never get sick really. I never bad, very bad sick. But I get robbed one time when I was in North Spain. Yeah, and uh, finally... I, I, Were you sleeping or what happened? I, I was with another girl in, uh, in the beach and at night there was nobody on the beach, it was full moon. And um, we put the tent and everything, the bag, uh, outside of the tent. And we was go walk uh, five minutes on the beach and in five minutes, wow. Someone was watching you. Yeah, yeah, but actually it's not possible because it was very dark and nobody around. I mean... Uh, uh, you can look the beach and nobody. <laughs> and uh, I, I think maybe some kind of uh, magic dwarf, you know, who <laughs> stole my <laughs> my small bag and everything. But finally, oh, it's yeah. done. You know, it's I found another solution to buy again my stuff. And so they took your small bag, not your tent. No, no, I had my small bag with my uh, computer, my solar panel inside also. Ah, uh, yeah. Except, except my passport and my ID card. Oh. And, uh, it was just only money, you know, inside. It was not uh, paper, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, 
ID paper or some right. like this. So that's another cool thing about what you're doing. You have this solar panel that you strap yeah, to your yeah, backpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a high-tech traveler. You've got a cell phone and you've got a, an iPad. Yeah, yeah. That you charge <laughs> from the sun. Yeah. Very cool. It's very nice. It's a, it's a 15 watts uh -huh. solar panel, so I can charge everything. All my uh, electronic stuff can be charged by USB. My light, my smartphone, my computer, everything. Right. So I'm very autonomous. By this side, I'm very autonomous. Yeah. yeah, very independent. Very cool. <laughs> And uh, you never figured out who stole that stuff? Sorry? You never determined no. who it was or how it no. happened? No. I, I was not going to the police. Uh, I just fuck off and uh, let's find another solution, you know? Yeah. That's sweet. Okay, so here in Gran Canaria, you're, you're going to find a squat that someone told you about. Yeah, it's kind of communities, hippies communities around. A friend of me told me about this and uh, maybe I will check if I can stay some few months there. Ah. Work for them, yeah. yeah. To wait October to find a boat after. Right. It's very nice to to find communities like this because yeah. you can meet a lot of people right. and local and people also. And yeah. Someone knows someone who has a boat, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's the way to do it. All right, very cool. Uh, is there anything we're missing? Whoa. I mean, you're you're We've still you're still beginning on your journey. So yeah. I hope <laughs> stay in touch and maybe we will see each other in a year or two yeah, and we can uh, talk again. I'm, I'm sure. sure
guitar? You know, I can play three 